Yeah. So maybe it is normal. I don't know. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Collive Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys. From bubble bath to belt buckles. From 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, Alien Bounty Hunter. We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Steven B. Denton. Years after Sky married Steve, Steve now marries Sky, and the two go on a fantastic vintage 100th episode honeymoon in Iceland and former Yugoslavia. It's a deep dive into a shallow pool as we cover every single vintage item known in the two countries that did not exactly have Star Wars fever. We feature stories from Steve's cousin and interviews Sky's wife and her fellow Serbian friends. We're talking books, magazines, stickers, posters, and more handbills than you can shake a Steve at, all on the new Nuptial Kivecast. Wampa Wampa. Welcome to Kivecast 100. One, Whoa. Yes, one double zero. <laughs> now this is, yeah. uh, you should hopefully see by the title of this episode, not your typical kind of Kivecast. <laughs> no. Although of our hundred episodes, I would say about forty of them start with me saying that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So maybe it is normal. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. But what we're going to do is most of this is going to be just like things that I recorded, um, either traveling like to Serbia or recorded at my wedding in which Steve was the officiant, um, which I believe we talk about later on in the recording. If we don't, it'll it'll be funny, Steve, and, and it'll just be like, hey, how come we didn't talk about it? Um, and, oh, actually, too, and I just realized that I forgot it was your birthday, and, and, and Mariana and I talked about it in the bit of the show that's coming up soon. So, so I'm not going to say happy birthday now. I'll say it. No, no. I'll say it later in the episode when I'm talking to her. Yeah. And you have to always say, you know, happy horchatas <laughs> yeah. from now on, because that was, <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> the auto autocorrect text message from you was, I missed your horchatas. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, how California can you possibly get I, seriously. for autocorrect? <laughs> I, I was like, are you messing with me? Or what, what is, is this just you being you? Or is this just an autocorrect? <laughs> I bet most of our listeners don't even know what horchata is, Steve. They might, they might not. Yeah, so yeah. horchata is this delicious <laughs> rice-based coconutty drink that is right. sold in Mexican restaurants. And if you ever can get like the homemade stuff, it is one of the best drinks in the. You know what, it Steve? Is. I'm gonna make horchata tomorrow. <laughs> See, I'm glad that 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 there's something great, even better, came of yeah. this. This is good in, in honor of your birthday. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. so the idea, and you're going to hear this later. Um, I basically ambushed Steve. While we were on this walk, it was the day before the wedding, and, and I was walking with my then fiance. Um, and we like, I just ambushed Steve and just said, This is the idea for the show. Um, so, what is the idea for the show, Steve? So, it's, it's basically, it's kind of like a, a vintage world tour, but as, as seen by you and maybe partly me, uh, but to, to your trips across the, the sea to. Serbia and Croatia and uh, you, where else did you make it? Uh, Bosnia. Bosnia. Okay, um, that's right. And we were able to see Bulgaria 
um, mm. and we were able to see Montenegro. Okay. But we didn't, yeah, we didn't a... cross the borders because that would have been a couple extra hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, and, then, and then Iceland for, for me. So. Yeah, so, so the idea is this, you know, we are not the European vintage Star Wars podcast, right? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we qualify for that. <laughs> no, we, we really don't. You know, the, the guys in England, they have a great show and, and they put it out and they get a lot of great European visitors. And we have a lot of European guests as well, right? I mean, it's not like we've never had them, but just the, right. the time difference isn't quite there. But yeah. we have all these kind of European connections. And more importantly, like there's so much to talk about in vintage Star Wars collecting. We thought it'd be fun if we just did a really deep dive because the thing is, right, Star Wars is a global phenomena, right? It, it wasn't. <laughs> a, right. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really a phenomena. <laughs> as you will learn, it was not really a phenomena in in <laughs> Yugoslavia. It was like, yeah, you know, this is a cool movie. And I get the sense it was the same thing in Iceland. So, so what do we do with these countries where it wasn't this gigantic juggernaut with toys or bootlegs and posters and books and all this stuff? Like, there are still collectibles, but, but what do we do with these B-wing pilots of countries like Yugoslavia <laughs> and Iceland? Oh, that's doing a, a great disservice to those countries. <laughs> but no, yeah. So, so it's, we're, it's a... we're going to like... I don't know if we're going to cover everything. Hopefully Duncan Jenkins can come on and say, oh, well, you missed the Icelandic Nestle promotion that doesn't right, exist, right. but I dreamed in some kind of horrible fever nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or or we can have, and we, we drunkenly agreed with an Icelander at Celebration Chicago to do a podcast at some point. So we, he, can, he can fill in the oh, gap. Yeah. Remember, I think his name is Martin. Okay. Um, so yeah, at some point in the future, we'll, we'll track yeah. him down. And, but yeah. And now that I'm married to a Serbian, I will be spending a lot more time in Yugoslavia. So you can <laughs> believe this is just a primer. But this is the way right. I was thinking of doing it, Steve. Uh, and I haven't actually talked to you about it, so I'm railroading the show. Hey, 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 hundred episodes of railroading the show with Sky. Um, <laughs> we would just we would do it in two chunks. So the first chunk is going to be Iceland, and okay. you're just going to go through all everything that we know about Iceland collectibles, and then we'll do a kind of introduction to the Serbian stuff, and I'll put on all that audio that I recorded, uh, and then we'll just you know do a little outro. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Yeah. Okay. So Steve, right. Steve, do, do you know do you know how you um pre prevent yourself from being eaten by a bear? A, a polar bear? <laughs> um yeah, there's probably a few ways, but I'm not sure about the specific way you have in mind. So you just you just need a saw and uh -huh. and you just and a bag of peas. And and what you do is you you saw into the ice like a hole and then you put peas around the edge. And when the bear goes to take a pee, you kick him in the ice hole. Wow. Wow. So that's <laughs> what I think of every time I hear the country Iceland, Steve. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to take that from you. I think you should always <laughs> have have that as, as option A. But hopefully I can give option B. <laughs> yes. You, you kick him in the ice hole. Just wanted to say that one more time. Okay. <laughs> So, so Steve, uh, wow. we've talked about it a little bit, but tell yeah, us, like, yeah. like, what do we know about Star Wars in Iceland? Well, it, there isn't a whole lot 
to know, but I guess the, the thing is to keep in mind is that when Star Wars came out in Iceland, there was only, I think, maybe like around 200,000 people in the entire country. Okay. So it's a pretty small, pretty small population. Um, and there's only, you know, a handful of theaters that were there playing it. And so you have to think that, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it had to have an impact, but how much of an impact, it's, it's kind of hard to say. And given how there's only like now maybe like a half dozen items that were vintage produced specifically in Iceland, it's yeah, it's it's pretty slim. But um, yeah, I mean, it's as far as a personal connection that like we talked about. Yeah, I'm my my mom's family is from Iceland. I have a lot of awesome cousins in Iceland, and it's it's kind of cool that in the in the honeymoon sense, that's where we started our honeymoon. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah. So that was our our first leg, and it's actually when I picked up uh, one of one of my cherished Icelandic pieces. So should we should we start with that? Of course, Steve. This you you are, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to kick you into the ice hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let you. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, one of. I guess, yeah, another thing to keep in mind. So the main things that you can get from Iceland are, are books. So there's the novel, there's the, the storybook, and the pop-up book. And so the, the thing to know kind of, I think it applies to all of them, is that Iceland, they have kind of a tradition of linguistic purism. So they like to, to whenever they're discussing or creating up new words, they like to use roots of the old Norse language. So they don't, <laughs> they don't like appropriating English words for, for characters or for technology. So like, for example, like the word for computer in Iceland, let's see, I think I have it here. So yeah, this is like a perfect example. So a computer is tolva and, and that's a, a conjunction of tala, which means number and volva, which means, vola, which means <laughs> which or female fortune teller. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's a computer is a number woman you know female fortune teller or witch that was the two words they combined for computer which i thought was interesting um so yeah they they applied the same thing for star wars characters a, a lot of them and that's that's the funniest thing about it so so, so uh, we should also do a warning up front yeah. this is our 100th episode if you don't like <laughs> us nerding out about like um, language and like right. stupid little countries that nobody cares about, just check is, out, yeah. okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. L- look up uh, funny news articles about a rocket fet that sold for 113000 You know why? Because it doesn't matter, you idiot, okay? Who cares they sold another rocket fet? whoop de doo It'll be a million dollars in 10 years and you can talk about money with your idiot relatives, okay? We are going to be talking for the next several hours about linguistic details of languages that neither of us actually speak. So just buckle nope. up because, Steve, you have no idea how much of my interview with Mariana is just talking about little language details I, and what I, they mean. I, I figured that was going to be the bulk, so I, I, I'm glad that I can, I can add just a little bit to that. But God damn it, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, so like, it's part of what makes the global yeah. phenomena so interesting is that yeah. now the push to just make everything the same is so great and just so right. predictable and i actually think that finn and ray were partly chosen just because there are names that are easily translatable in other languages like you know it's not like <laughs> yeah it's not like han solo or obi kenobi you know okay so then <laughs> do you have any examples yeah. of these yeah, weird so, names yeah so uh, there's a couple of good ones um so luke skywalker is Logi 
Gemgengil, which translates to Flame Spacewalker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's your, your hero, Flame Spacewalker. Uh, and then it, there's others that aren't quite the same thing. Like Han Solo becomes Hans Oli. Okay. Uh, Princess Leia is Lilia Princessa, which is literally Lily Princess. Um, and then these are the ones that are really getting into that that kind of <laughs> just kind of craziness. So Darth Vader is Svarthofil, <laughs> which means blackhead. Wow. <laughs> literally blackhead. It's, it's a and uh, it, it's funny because we were when we were there, my my cousin said, "Oh my God, you need to go to to Darth Vader Street." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Yeah." When uh, when the Force Awakens came out in 2015, the city voted to change the name of some terrible industrial street from whatever it was to Svarth. <laughs> uh, let's see, I got to see if I get this right again. Svarthofi. It's it's a hard word to say. Yes. But anyway, yeah. There's a, there's a great picture of uh, this really cool hip looking mayor of Reykjavik hanging up the new Darth Vader Street sign, and I I went to it, and it is the most depressing like decrepit street in probably the entire city, <laughs> which is just perfect. But uh, yeah, and then Chewbacca is uh, Lothian, which just means hairy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hairy. Just hairy. Yeah, literally, he's just hairy. Uh, so yeah, there, there's, I don't know. I, I just love that that so Icelandic <laughs> you know, appropriation and, and creation of these new names. But anyway, to get back to the, the well, book. Well, also um, a little spoiler. So yeah. Luke's name in Serbo-Croatian is very funny. So okay. you should all get ready for that. Well, actually, I'm, pro <laughs> I'm probably going to spoil it with the title of this episode, actually. <laughs> I'm probably just going to title this. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what I end up doing. We'll see if, if, I, if I spoil it okay. for you. Okay. I, I look forward to, to it nonetheless. Um, yeah, so yeah, so there was a novel, uh, which I, I still haven't found, uh, but I have seen one. There's one at Rancho Obi-Wan, uh, and then there's a storybook, which is basically just a, a translation of the main storybook that was published throughout the world. It has the same cover with Sturmstrid uh, as the, the title. Um, but yeah, so that popped up on eBay literally a week before... Tessa and I were traveling to Iceland, and I, I had had it in my eBay search for, for years, and I just could not believe it. Um, so I contacted the seller. It was a buy it now of like 150 bucks, and it was the fastest I'd ever pressed that button. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I emailed her, and it turns out that she lived in the same neighborhood as my cousins that we were going to visit. And I said, well, don't worry about shipping it. I'm going to be there in, in four days. Uh, can I just meet you somewhere? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so we met at this at this mall in front of a movie theater that was literally I could see my cousin's house from it. Wow. It was just amazing. So, yeah, I, I took that around uh, the rest of our trip with us. So I traveled all through Iceland and the UK and brought it back home. Um, so that was that's one crazy kind of wedding related Icelandic acquisition. And it's not the only one, which is it's great. It's just crazy. Yeah, I, I really get but, the sense that like Iceland is. Okay, in Rick and Morty, one time they go to this planet and it's a super small planet and like you can walk around the planet like in like five minutes and or, or like the little planet and the little prince, you know, the French story. But yeah. like, I get the sense yeah, yeah. that because when my my kids went there with their mom and they just said like right. they ran into the same like 10 people like five times, <laughs> yeah. I get the sense it's this really, really small place with not many people. Yeah. 
It's true. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so, yeah, so it, you don't have a copy of the novelization, and the only no. only copy you've seen is at Rancho Obi Wan. Now, that's true. Later on in this episode, I'm going to talk about the um, the in amazing detail, Steve. The uh, <laughs> the Yugoslavian edition of the book. But, yeah. but what's funny is the the Yugoslavian. I'm now realizing because I did a little bit of research since the last time. The image that's used on the Icelandic cover. Do you know who does that, Steve? Do you, do you know uh, that artist? I, I know that artist. The name is slipping yeah, my so mind. That, that's but, John yeah. John Berkey, uh, right? B e r k e y. He also did a really nice space scene for Return of the Jedi as well. Um, yes, yes, right. A pretty well known illustrator. So yeah. this image. There's sort of a bootleg version of this image on the cover of the Yugoslavian version. Um, oh. And it's just not quite as good. But the thing that I've noticed, on the Yugoslavian version, R2-D2 is perceptibly taller than C-3PO. But looking <laughs> looking at the original Berkey version, they're basically the same height. And huh. you will hear me later in this episode lose my mind over this idea. Is yeah. When is R2-D2 taller than C-3PO? I mean, here... Still, the height differential is there, but it's, uh, but the, yeah. it's fun to think of a time when that silhouette wasn't so important. You know, when like right. yeah. the absolute necessity of that one particular silhouette of the guy with the hand on the head, and anyway, so yes, so so we have the storybook and the pop up book and the novel. Yeah, right. Yeah, and the pop up book. We there's a video. I think a great video you took on our our feed from back at my wedding but yeah that was a gift from brock and he he had somehow tracked down the collector that has the book on the on the archive which i could never find him and he he was brock he somehow did wow um yeah it's truly uh amazing and yeah that that's a fun just the pop-up book in general is awesome the artwork uh was done by i think i have his name name is wayne barlow he's done some great art and it's basically the same thing but with with i'm sure amusing Icelandic translations of, of everything. But yeah, so those are the, the three books. Um, they were all published by the same publisher that I guess went bankrupt in 1987, Idun. Um, hmm. They all have the same imprint. But yeah, I, I, I take it there are not too many of them out there. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful that I have two of the three. Um, and the search will continue. So <clears throat> Wow, so is that it? <laughs> There's a couple more. Okay. Uh, so uh, one of them, another one I knew, I'd known about for a while. Uh, they had these three little handbills that the the theaters would hand out oh, for the three boy. movies, and uh, those I know I'm not going to go too long on this. It's very Here boring. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these um, they they're basically just little pamphlets that have the cast and and the movie artwork on the front, but they're also like. In terms of stuff that people probably just Icelanders especially probably just what the hell they just threw this away. Uh, so those those are tough to find. But wait, wait, see, actually, that, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. What what exactly is a handbill? <laughs> well, I it's something that back they don't really give these out much anymore. But uh, at at special screenings or certain screenings of a movie that might be popular. I think they did a lot of these in Iceland. There's a lot of other ones that are very similar for a bunch of movies, but the theater would just have these at at the at the box office or at the in the lobby or whatever, and 
when you got your ticket to go see the movie, you could pick one of these up. Um, so I, I think they're just basically ephemeral advertising. It's not nothing that I don't think is meant to be, at least at the time, like cherished and, and taken care of forever. But uh, so so yeah, you you were given them just, with your tickets. It wasn't something that you purchased. I think I think it depends, but with these, I'm assuming they were given out. Yeah, the program, like a, a nice fancy like bound program, that's, that's something you'd probably buy. Right. But uh, with, with these little pamphlet things, I think they were just there for whoever to take. Okay, but that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. So so these I had also been looking for a long time with with no luck, and all three showed up on eBay at the very same time from just kind of a, kind of an Icelandic movie collectibles seller, and of course I went into panic mode and luckily no one ever really paid any attention to them. And I was able to get them all together uh, at the same time when that was all within about a year and a half, all three of those like things came together, which was just insane. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very, very lucky and very happy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And as, as far as you know, then that's, that's it. <laughs> I thought so. Now there's one other thing or set of things to look for, oh, uh, and that's another thing you're just gonna think I'm. Uh, I'm just spouting off my usual boring, uh, oh. <laughs> my capacitance okay. collection here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there there was these uh, VHS tapes for the Droids and Ewoks cartoons that apparently released. I remember seeing these at like Captain Video in Santa Barbara. Like that's they were made in the U.S., but they also made them in other countries and. There's two volumes of the Ewoks cartoon, and then I think three volumes of the droids. So that's five more things to find. Um, you know, I, is... I'm gonna let that pass. That's not boring. That that's cool. <laughs> okay. I, I don't consider VHS boring. And it's not even that I consider the the movie stuff boring. It's just that you get so into it. It's funny. It's it's just like <laughs> like handbills. You just like. I mean, right? Like, like yeah. that's like your favorite thing in all collecting, right? I, I get into, I get into, like, yeah, <laughs> Millhouse mode almost. Yeah. Or no, more, more, maybe more Martin. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more Martin. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's all I know of. There, there might be other little things. I'm sure, you know, if we could get some some other Icelanders on the, uh, well, you know, it's on the line. Yeah, we'll find out. You'd but. think so, but. I mean, you'll you'll hear my experiences trying to talk to Serbian people and and research, you know, and all that. And it seems that like eBay really is the best way to figure out what exists and what doesn't. Yeah. And there's just not that much stuff for these, you know, B-wing countries to <laughs> to to like no. really. They aren't really hiding that much. Um, right. Yeah. So that's true. Wow. Well, so a country with 200,000 to a country with around uh, 20 million, something like that, between 20 and 30 million. It's hard to tell how much they had in 1977. There's a lot of stuff that's hard to find out about Star Wars in Yugoslavia. <laughs> For instance, <laughs> yeah. when were the movies released? I, yeah. I, just, yeah. I just don't know. The only reason that I know when – I don't know when Star Wars came out. I do know when Empire Strikes Back came out because I actually Steve I, I don't know if you know this I do a I do a podcast with this nerd who like loves like handbills and daybills and stuff <laughs> and so right before recording the podcast he sent me a Yugoslavian daybill. 
So I, I thought that would be a good segue in between your segment yeah. and my segment. Um, yeah, that works. It actually, that segue worked way better than I wasn't planning it to work that well, so I better ruin it. Oh, good, I did. Um, so yeah, so there's this handbill, right? That That's a handbill? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's a loose definition. It's like a, yeah, it's a sheet, a little sheet of paper. I think that could be considered whatever you want to call it. A handbill works. Yeah, basically a sheet <laughs> of paper. And it's produced by Croatia Film. And it's for yes. um, a thing called Fest, which was a film festival. And I asked you know, my wife, Mariana, uh, you know, does that yeah. still happen? She's like, oh, yeah, of course. How did you know about it? And I was like, well, I'm friends with a cool guy who likes handbills. And uh, I, I had her read it. Um, and uh, and she said the funniest part about it is, it, well, first of all, um, you'll learn all about inflected languages. So, like, they actually have to change the names. So it's like Darth Rom Vedorom is how they say Darth Vader. Like, Darth Vader's his name. But because yeah. the part of speech that he possess that he has in certain things, they have to change his name. So his name at one point is Darth Rom Vader Rom, which is just very funny. <laughs> um, uh, but as they give a whole description, they're like, you know, and then uh, Luke goes to Dagobah, and Han Solo is taken uh, is taken hostage, and then Darth Vader and Luke have a laser fight. And they find out that Darth Vader is his father. Yeah. <laughs> it says it's all just of plainly, that. Plainly, plainly stated. Yeah. And this was, as far as we can tell, the world premiere. I mean, the Yugoslavian <laughs> premiere of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so. Yeah, 1981. So I guess they, if they knew Star Wars, they would have known already. <laughs> yeah. So that that was Fest, yeah, Fest 81. So a, a lot of things yeah. are sort of in hazy and and we'll kind of understand how that's hazy so what i'm going to do is i'm going to interview my wife um you're going to hear for some reason i'm really nervous the whole time i don't know why like i mean she likes the show she's heard it before she likes you i mean i don't know what it is but i sound nervous so you can laugh at me audience uh if you want to and and we'll go over a lot of stuff you know we're going to go over um basically everything that we know of that exists. Yugoslavia was a much bigger country, so I'm not going to pretend like this is 100% everything. I mean, I talk about, you know, like I talk about in the first section, I talk about one poster and then I'm going to have to do a cut in where I describe a whole bunch of other posters that we also know about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I talk about like a couple of comic book compilations that they had, but I didn't mention another one. So there might be things like that. But in general it's a pretty large scope of all the stuff that was available. Pretty sounds comprehensive. Yeah. But yeah. this is the main thing, Steve. Okay. <laughs> the history of Yugoslavia is yeah. insanely interesting. And it, it's, yeah, it's it, very complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it's sad. It's fascinating. It really sort of is it is sort of like the history of the world in just a little tiny microcosm of a small country. So I have to say it. If you enjoyed the Iceland segment, good. 
I think you'll enjoy the Serbian and Yugoslavian segment. But the way that I wanted to do it was actually by giving a small history lesson on the history of Yugoslavia and how it led up. Because 1977 to 1983 were interesting times. Um, the way that my wa- yeah, the way that my yeah. wife grew up, the experiences that she had, the reason that she doesn't have any toys right now is uh, literally brought me to tears on the podcast, as you were going to hear. So, like, there's war... There's real war, there's Star Wars, there's like memories, and there's all these weird things that all get mixed up. But when I started this podcast 10 years ago, if you asked me where is Serbia, I probably would have said it's that thing in Russia where they send criminals, right? Um, which it's, it's not, right? It's, it's near Greece. Um, yeah. So anyways, so that's what the next segment's going to be. It's going to be funny, I hope. It's going to be a lot of... Star Wars stuff, but also a lot of history. So I'm sorry if you learned something. <laughs> um, what, what do you think, Steve? Uh, sounds great. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So good. So then um, I will talk to you, Steve, when we do our outro. All right. But first, here's the original intro to the show, recorded while walking in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Total ambush. Wampa Wampa! Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to Kivecast 100. That's right, Steve. I, I just pulled out the phone. We're taking a walk, and you weren't expecting me to hit record. It's the day before my wedding. Uh, I got two sisters-in-law up front. I got sort of a spiritual sister-in-law with, with your wife, Tessa, in front. I got my soon-to-be future wife behind me, and also the famous Lobart. Say hi to everyone, Lobart. Hey, hey, Lobart here. <laughs> So anyways, this is going to be a weird episode. I don't think are we going to get to Lando? Oh, that's going to be tough, I think. <laughs> but maybe. Maybe. I don't know. This might be one of those episodes you just want to skip. But uh this is our intro and we will figure out what we're going to say later. I think we're going to talk about Serbian collectibles. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, hey, do you want to talk about Icelandic collectibles too? We could, yeah. There's only a couple. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Let's have episode 100 be about cuz you know, I'm Serbian now. <laughs> um, I was actually I was at Dick Sporting Goods buying a volleyball net and they were talking about uh Nikola Jokic. And I was like trying to explain to the guy why I liked him and I just let it slip. I'm you know, we're Serbian. <laughs> so all right, cool. Well, in that case, why don't we, like, I'll, like, slowly go through some of the items, and I'll talk with Mariana, my, my future wife, uh, about, like, Serbian things, and you can talk about Icelandic things. Yeah, I will. What do you think about that, Mariana? Um, I, I, I guess I uh, signed up for it now. <laughs> so. <laughs> no going back. Yeah. All right, cool. Then we'll, we'll record later. This is a nice walk, by the way. I've got tiger lilies in my hand. You, you also have a cowboy hat on, and you're yeah. failing to mention that. Yeah. Well, Steve, you should take a picture. I'll put it in the, in the show notes. Oh, you know, oh, okay, here we go. So I'm recording right now. There we go. All right, so you see it on the show notes. Okay, I am here with Mariana Popovic-Payne. How's it going, Mariana? Good. So, um, we're going to interview you and uh, kind of like an introduction here. Then we're going to like go backwards in time and 6,000 miles away and talk to your friend Zemo. And then we'll come back to talk to you about a couple specific items. But I think what is interesting is that when you collect Star Wars, you end up learning a lot about the world. 
And collecting Star Wars from Yugoslavia is itself a way to explore the world and explore world history. So I'm going to give a brief history of Yugoslavia. Uh, where, where did most of this history come from, Mariana? Um, from me? Yes, from talking, <laughs> talking to you. So you're probably not going to be able to correct me that much. Because if I'm wrong, it's because uh, you were wrong. Um, oh, actually, too, and I should say one thing. It's been a, a, you know, we just got married and it was a very exciting thing. And Steve was the officiant. How do you think he did? Oh, he did great. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we all requested at least one O-man, and we got an O-man. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were all very happy about that. Yeah. And he did not tumble down any stairs. No, no. He was really great. <laughs> and it's been kind of a joke, because on the show, I laugh about Steve being too young um, to be my co-host. And I discovered with Panic um, a couple months ago that you and Steve are sometimes the same age. <laughs> and yesterday was Steve's birthday, and I actually forgot to wish him happy birthday. Um, so, sorry about that, Steve. Uh -oh. Happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> yes, and so for this period of time, I am married to somebody who is so young. She is the age of Stephen B. Danley. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, Steve and Mariana will both be... Uh, they'll be going into middle school next year. So, it's, it's very exciting. <laughs> <clears throat> Why am I nervous? I don't know, because we've never done a podcast together. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. She did a podcast in Serbia. In Serbian. In Serbian. She didn't yes. want to do it, and I really pushed her to do it. And uh, No, did... I, did, I did want to do it. It's just that we were packing, you know? It was, it was our last night in Serbia, just before our flight, and we were kind of panicked and packing and, like, shipping Star Wars toys yes. using DHL, <laughs> and I, I had to, like, dissuade you from using the post office because that would have been a disaster, so yeah. there was a lot going on. Yeah, there was. All right, well, well this is good. We're, we'll get over the awkwardness. If you guys think it's awkward, just you know, post in the comments. Or <laughs> actually, I don't know where people listen to the show or how to listen to it. So let's get into a brief history of Yugoslavia. So there's a couple things that are fun to. Okay, I say fun. It's not fun. It's kind of a sad, weird thing that Americans don't really understand ethnic tension, right? Have you really met an American who understands ethnic tension? No, I, I have a fun story that you can edit out later. Well, okay. I, it's kind of a sad story more than yeah. fun. But um, I had a friend who um, I met in grad school and she was in a different lab. And someone from my lab who knew her from before was trying to convince me that she is Croatian because she lived in Croatia her entire life. And I was trying to explain to him that she is Serbian, even though she lived in Croatia her entire life, and that the fact that she was Serbian is why she had to leave Croatia as a refugee, and he just could not understand it. Like, I could see the wheels turning, but there was no progress being made, and he was just like, no, she, she always lived in Croatia, she never lived in Serbia, so how can she be Serbian? <laughs> right, and, and that's something we'll, we'll get to, because that's where I was for about the first five or six months of our dating. Like, the wheels were turning, and I didn't really understand it. So... All the Star Wars stuff happened when there was a country called Yugoslavia, um, producer of the great car known as the Yugo, which I did get to drive. That's a whole other podcast. <clears throat> and what this was, was a conglomeration of many different countries. And in those countries, there were many different ethnic groups. So like we're talking like... And many different religions, yes. even more importantly. Yes, different religions. So there were, you know, Bosniaks who were Muslim, there were Croatians who were Catholic, and there were Serbs who were uh, Eastern Orthodox. And all of them, to an American, you just say, oh yeah, look at those white people from Europe, right? Like that's how we would see all three of those groups. Um, but historically and culturally, they're very different. And they've been at war with each other over many centuries, and they fought over land. But 
Yugoslavia was this amazing project because during World War II, uh, Germany took over, uh, you know, occupied most of the area. Basically, the way that they got out of World War II, the greatest heroes of World War II were communists. And that was the same, well, basically, if it weren't for communism, we never would have beat Hitler in the first place. But the, there was a great leader named Tito. And not like Tito, like Terry Francona, the coach of the Boston Red Sox from 2004 to 2011. Um, I mean, you knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everyone does. Yeah. Um, But but Tito was this really interesting, like, leader of the resistance. While we were in Serbia, we went to all these locations where they fought against Nazis. and, And when they came out of this war... He kept this grouping together, and this included uh, Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Croatia, Slovenia, uh, Kosovo, although it's not necessarily its own thing, uh, Macedonia, and Montenegro. And and they get them all? Good job, yeah. (laughs) Wait, did you say Serbia? I sort of have a map right (laughs) behind her that I'm looking at, but she can't tell. Don't tell her. Yeah, I have no idea that we've had this map on our kitchen wall for the last three months. (laughs) So... All of those people were together, and all of their ethnic differences were squashed, right? Like, they weren't even able to play, like, their own folk music. The language was regularized. Everything was really just squashed. And just so you know, so you have an idea of where this is, because a lot of people, when you say Serbia, they think Siberia. Totally different places. Serbia is, like, just to the east of Italy. I mean, Yugoslavia is like across the Adriatic Sea, east of Italy, and north of Greece. So it's right there in that kind of Europey bit, okay? So this whole area was unified, <clears throat> and Tito... So I actually have to correct you. I don't know how relevant this is for the show, but the okay. whole uh, differences being squashed part is not entirely correct, because there was actually a lot of emphasis on... Um, like letting people who belong to different minorities in Yugoslavia and, you know, there are not large populations, but because it's such a such a sort of ethnically diverse part of the world, there's, um, you know, a, a big enough Romanian population, Slovak population, Hungarian population, so that there are even public high schools where instruction is completely in those languages. And this was true in Yugoslavia as well. So I would say that the differences were kind of opposite of squashed. <laughs> okay. And also in, in our family, <clears throat> my kids call Mariana Oscar because she's like Oscar <laughs> from The Office. But she's constantly saying, well, actually, she has the stubborn habit of, of being right. <clears throat> Wait, is, is there a no Oscaring rule on no, this no, show? No, 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 no. We Oscar all the time. It's, okay. it's very important. Um, so you know, Tito was a funny guy, interesting guy. Uh, he very famously, Stalin tried to kill him a couple times. Uh, and so he sent this note to Stalin uh, that said, we have found a couple, uh, we have discovered a couple of your assassins and killed them. Do not send another. If you send another, I will send one to Moscow and I will not need to send a second. And that was how Yugoslavia stayed out of the Eastern Bloc. So a lot of times when we think about like, oh, communism, Cold War, all that stuff, Yugoslavia was not aligned. They were with India. They were not a part of Team America or Team Russia. They were totally independent which I don't really know how that impacts Star Wars, because that's really the most important thing, obviously, in the world. I think it has some... I mean, because, you know, I mean, Poland it, had all this Star Wars stuff, and Hungary had all this Star Wars stuff. Like, why was it that Yugoslavia really didn't? 
Well, I, I don't know the answer to that. So the 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 implication for Yugoslavia being in the non-aligned movement for Western culture would be that it was more freely available, right? Right. So it was very, um, you know, relatively easy to, you know, for like Western music and movies to sort of penetrate into Yugoslavia and culture in general. Right. Um, so there would not have been an official ban. Right. Of any sort. You know, there still might be like a band movie or, or you know, song every once in a while, but there was no complete ban on Western culture. And, you know, like it wasn't state policy for Western culture to be seen as corruptive, right, as a bad influence. Right. Okay. So we're going to be working on this over the years. <laughs> like, like why did, what does this have to do with Star Wars? Okay. So in 1977, when Star Wars comes out, uh, Tito is towards the end of his career. I would and say, life. and life. I mean, Yugoslavia was opening up a little bit more to the West, right? Kind of in the late seventies. Um, yeah. And but and, but really, things were kind of on a downward path already. Right. Like there was already inflation. Things were not, you know, really looking that great for Yugoslavia already economically. Okay. And later on, I make a point about Star Wars and its relationship to the Empire. And uh, your friend Zemo just completely shoots me down. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that little interview. Uh, <laughs> now you know why we're friends. <laughs> yes. I've got, I got, I have too many Oscars, not enough Dwight's. Um, although I guess I have to be Dwight all the time. Uh, okay. So in 1980, you know, Tito dies and Empire Strikes Back comes out. And really, I want to talk a little bit about the things that were available before the death of Tito. And I think we're going to start talking about a couple Star Wars items right now. When we talk about these ethnic differences, which is going to get really dark pretty soon, but I think you can even see it just with the only existing Star Wars items that I have or that I even know of that predate 1980. Now, one of them uh, is a poster, and I had to pull it up on eBay because I haven't been willing to buy it yet because it's $800. Uh, and this is the sort of standard um, international poster for Star Wars. It's got the one where Luke is pointing forward with the gun, so it's not the young image or the Hildebrandt or whatever. It's that really dynamic one with everyone shooting off guns to the side. You, you know the one where Luke's pointing at the at the screen, I mean, at the person. It's commonly known as the Style C poster by Tom Chantrell. And it says here, in, in Serbo-Croatian, because at this point Yugoslavia still yep. exists, Firmsa Sedam Oskara, which means film with seven Oscars. Yes, it does. Okay, so that means that it must have come out in in Yugoslavia later. So it had to mm -hmm. come out at some point in 1978. Mm -hmm. And it says, Rat Zviz... Uh, Zviezda. 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 Yeah. And I almost bought this, and I got all excited. I almost bought it for you last year after, like, our second date. Um, <laughs> I sort of remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really cool because it, it has these little uh, um, cinema, mm -hmm. um, like, it has a little band on the bottom that says the name of the cinema chain that was showing it. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice-looking poster. But then I noticed something really weird. Another item that came out in 1977-1978 is this book, which we're going to talk a lot about, which says, Zvezdani Ratovi. Mm -hmm. Zvezdani Ratovi. And, you know, what, what can you tell uh, about this book based on the, uh, the writing? Just right. So this is where things get wild when we're talking about the difference between the Croatian side and the Serbian side of Yugoslavia. So the the... 
title of the poster is entirely in Croatian. So even though it came out in 1978 and Tito's still alive, she sees this and just the fact that it says I-J-E, those letters are not put together in Serbian. Those are put together in Croatian. So she sees this poster and just immediately is able to read it, no problem, but says, you know, it's like seeing a a color, C-O-L-O-U-R, if you're British. So she sees it and instantly knows this is not for the Serbian market. So that's why I didn't buy the poster, by the way. (laughs) And then we have this book, which is written in what Joe Bluth and what I call scribbly. So it's written in Cyrillic, which is an entirely different alphabet, very similar to the Russian alphabet that you might see, although it's not identical. And so in this, if you actually translate it from the Cyrillic alphabet to the Roman alphabet, it says Zvestani Ratovi. So it's like they're completely different titles. The same year, the same story, yet one of them is written in the Roman alphabet, the other is written in the Cyrillic alphabet. What is this? What does the Croatian one translate to? Um, it, it translates to War of the Stars. Okay, and what does the Serbian one translate to? So the star here is sort of turned into an adjective, so it's kind of, I would say, starry wars. Okay. And, and you know, uh, in the Croatian one, war is in singular, and in the Serbian one, it's in plural. And I would say probably the Serbian one is more true to the actual title in English, but it's not as much in the spirit of the language that it's translated into. Right. And, and so right here we have the dynamism of history. We have the fragility of Yugoslavia in these two items. You know I have to get this poster now, right? <laughs> I mean, we're married and our, our, like, you know, our finances are prepared. <laughs> I wonder if I can get it for less than 800 bucks. It's for sale for 800 bucks, but... I don't know. I'll talk to to Ron or Yehuda about it. They're better buying foreign posters. So we can see that all just with these two items. So the poster's not that interesting, but I did want to spend a little bit of time actually talking about Star Wars and talking about this book. Now, the cover, unfortunately, I didn't get the the hard cover, the Mm. the jacket. So the jacket has, I'll include pictures in the show notes, an amazing image of Luke with his lightsaber down, looking pretty penile, right? I mean, he looks like like he's he's peeing his lightsaber. Um, Princess Leia is looking voluptuous. Um, Darth Vader behind is like wearing sort of like a blue outfit. I mean, he doesn't at all, he's not at all wearing his usual Darth Vader, like little, um, light bright thing on his chest. He almost looks like he has a beard because of the blurring on the... Oh, you're right. Right? It does, which would work very well with very problematic Serbians. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Very problematic Serbians have big beards, but also the, so does Zemo. Very, so. very, very problematic Serbians is referring to sort of fringe Serbian nationalists who allied with Germans in World War II, and there are some sort of sympathizers still alive today. Yes. Um, and then the Death Star looks like Jupiter. It just has like a weird like swirl mm. on it. Yeah. Um, R2-D2 is taller than C-3PO. <laughs> no, I think that's perspective. I think... Uh, um, actually, he, uh, I think it's just closer. Yeah, but they never show. They, this is this is this definitely did not make its way back to Lucasfilm. They never would have checked off on this because this is. I mean, you could also say, "Oh, Leia looks so much smaller compared to Luke," but she's yeah, I know, just but behind. But, but you see, the thing is that the 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 silhouette of C three PO and R two D two is very necessary. You can't mess with the silhouette mm. of those two. It always has to be the tall one standing and then the short one standing, but in a really squat way. Mm. You're just gonna have to trust my expertise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I'm gonna put this out there. 
Is there any other place in any Star Wars collectible where R2-D2 is taller than C-3PO? I think the answer is no. Now this book, we're going to go through it. I might have to edit out some bits because I'm just going to be going through here. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it was printed in 1978 in uh, Beograd, which is what they call Belgrade. And it actually means yeah. White City, which is interesting. Um, and... Okay, and then here it all says a whole bunch of stuff in, mm-hmm. in squiggly. I, don't make me like translate it because it's going to take forever. Does mm-hmm. it say anything interesting? Yeah, yeah. So it says Starry Wars, um, epic fantasy about the far future. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. That's why I pointed at it. It's pretty interesting, the right? The far future. Yeah. So instead of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away, it's about the far future. Yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff in here that's quite awkward and weird and we're mm-hmm. going to get to that um it says it was copyright 1976 delray book so that it appears to be an officially licensed yeah. thing um i was actually able to read the bit where it says prologue even <laughs> though it's written in scribble uh, scribbly i'm very proud of that mm-hmm. um so huh what? so it says far galaxy far times really? <laughs> that's what it opens with <laughs> it opens with far galaxy far times yeah like, far galaxy comma far times wow so which is not entirely in the spirit of the language i think it's meant to sound kind of poetic right okay um so i'm gonna kind of keep going through here um i don't and really yes do you want me to translate the chapter titles sure the first chapter is titled two robots two robots that's mm-hmm. very descriptive yeah <laughs> um Let's see. It's hard to figure out. So just if you see things that look interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, this oh, wait, is so R- funny. R2 is spelled A-P-T-Y because that's in Cyrillic. Yeah, that is really funny. And, what, what, and then sometimes they they <laughs> they call it D2, but they spell it like they, they sort of transcribe it phonetically. So there's no numbers in the name. <laughs> yeah, because I don't see any numbers in here. No. Nope. Oh, and, and by the way, I always make fun of, uh, of Steve. For being a millennial. Uh-huh. What did you have for breakfast today? Um, well, who made my breakfast? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask you who made your breakfast. I said, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, oh see, this was, the all, this was all a ploy. I thought you were just being nice like you usually are. Say for the record what you had. Uh, I had avocado toast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> made by my husband. Yes, you did. Now, we'll get into why she isn't actually a millennial, why her life experience uh, produced that. Okay. Is this, does this say Luke? Yes, it does. Yes. Funny, funny enough, the word the word Luke means onion. <laughs> does it? Yes. Really? Yeah. So, so um, the way that it's written, I'll I'll take a picture of this too. It looks like an N Y K, but it's actually the L sound. No, so, it's not. It's L sound. Okay, actually, okay. So, it's the, <laughs> so this means onion. Yes, it means onion in Serbian. I mean, so he's Onion Skywalker in Serbian. Yes. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, I can't believe you haven't told me that. You think you know somebody. All right, so we're, we're going through all these images here. Uh, and then we get to our first image. And this is just... Mm. Actually, can you find the name of the artist from the front here? If I go back and look at the front, does it say the name of the artist? Yeah, it says... Can you try to read it? No, no, that'll take too Bo- long. Božidar Veselinović. I'm okay. pretty sure we looked them up. Um, Back when you got the book, we looked him up and he has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, he's actually like an important comic book artist from Serbia, um, working in uh, Beograd, which means White City. Mm -hmm. And it's this really beautiful drawing of the Jawas attacking R2-D2. It's very dynamic. Um, The Jawas have very human fingers, which is interesting. Like They look like just like little white kids. Um, I can't quite figure out how much 
the people who did this book saw the movie and how much of it they mm -hmm. just heard about. We'll get to that later. Um, but this is, I would say, more dynamic than the movie itself. I mean, these Jawas are just like just gesticulating everywhere, and R two D 2s down. It's a very nice image here. Uh, what is this? It just says the message for mm -hmm. chapter. Three. The message. Okay, so this is very exciting. This is very exciting. <laughs> Going through an old book on a podcast. See, this is our hundredth episode. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Although I have gotten a lot of nice messages from people saying how happy they are that I'm happy, and they can tell that I'm happy with you. So, you know, it's it's good. People like this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a good sign for a podcast when you say people like it. Um, <laughs> we we then have a picture of Luke with uh, buying R2D2. Again, it's a very elongated R2D2, a very tall R2D2. He's much taller than the mm. than the Jawas. Um, there's no way that this is a proper perspective image. I think this guy just really likes R2-D2. Um, yeah. C-3PO is very sketchy. He looks like um, he's barely even finished. It's a really nice uh, like line quality to this drawing. And this mm. is really some spectacular art. Uh, and Luke looks fabulous from behind with his wavy hair. Mm -hmm. You can hear Bo now in the background, tipping and tapping. Uh, this is recording, right? I'm not just playing. Yeah, it's recording. Okay. That was exciting. And then there's an amazing, like, upside-down, vertiginous photo of Luke getting attacked by the Tusken Raiders. I mean, like, Luke is completely upside-down, and the Tusken Raiders is like, there's no ground to this. This artist has a spectacular sense of, of just no ground. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. There's no... That's true. There's That's, no upside there's no, Yeah, exactly. On, on any of these pictures, you really I can't... Like, I like the hand on that one. It really looks like he's grasping panically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it really does. Um, this is just a really interesting artist. What was his name again? Bojidar Veselinovic, I think. And then we have my favorite picture in the entire history of Star Wars. It is Princess mm -hmm. Leia up against a wall with a gigantic fly. Oh, this is so funny. They call her Leia. Huh. So... What is going on with this picture? Darth Vader is looking um, behind. Next to him is like someone in 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 hmm. Jedi robes. It doesn't look like Tarkin. I think it's supposed to be Tarkin. And this appears to be the interrogation scene of Princess Leia. But instead yeah, it of is having Tarkin. that is Tarkin. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this Tarkin looks like um, looks like a member of like Aerosmith. You know, he doesn't at all. Maybe not Aerosmith. Uh, looks like a, well, looks like a member long, of the Blue Oyster Cult. I'd say he has long hair. Yeah. And and so, for some reason, the interrogation droid is just a big fly. <laughs> and it's a very menacing-looking insect. Yeah. Um, but can you figure out why is this a fly? And if you take a while, it's okay. I can, I can edit out the dead space. So they introduce it in the page before, it looks like. Okay. A thing that was buzzing like uh, an enormous bee... Um, gets into the room um at the at, at looking at that uh dark metal ball um uh, the the girl referring to princess leah um like held her breath <laughs> yeah okay so the artist just saw this thing that was like a bee and just said i'm gonna make it a big bee yeah beads huh okay <laughs> well there you go there's the most mysterious image yeah. What is this chapter? Oh. Oh my, no. Yeah. <gasps> I finally figured out how to say Chewbacca in... in how to uh, write it. How to write it in Cyrillic. Uh -huh. It's 
It's 4Y6, a.k.a. <laughs> that is how you would say it in Cyrillic. Mm-hmm. And then ha- Han Solo is XAH Kono. That is really cool. So that, okay, I'm going to take a picture of this right here. I mean, I own this book, but I'm still taking a picture. Oh. <laughs> um, so this must be the introduction. Is this Jabba? Jabaka? Or is that Chewbacca? No, that's Java, but right. I don't so they know call how. Java, Java, <laughs> no, I know they don't. It's the, the problem Yabatsa. is no, no. So the problem is the declensions, right? Because okay. because right. Serbian is an inflected language, so depending on what what how the word is used in a sentence, uh, you'll add different sort of endings to the word. Right. So okay. that was just in that particular. And then we get to this insane scene. The cantina scene. This is almost as crazy as the fly. Obi-Wan Kenobi is straight up 100% just a samurai. This is where I'm starting to think that maybe he only had access to... His features, his facial features actually look Asian. Yeah, I mean, there's early, like, Macquarie, who's the... The, one of the designers and people who yeah. fleshed out Star Wars to life, his early designs were must have been shared because this looks exactly like a Macquarie um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he's just... There is nothing Alec Guinness about this character. And he's cutting off what should be Walrus Man's arm, but instead of Walrus Man, it's this weird person with, like, mm. hairy shorts and a bandolier... And he looks sort of Chewbacca-ish, but he also looks very small. Again, it's hard to understand what space is. In the background, it looks like there might be someone who's supposed to be Chewbacca, but like he's wearing gloves, and mm. there's just all these sketchily designed people in the background. I like how he um, he does focus by just like doing really sparse detail on the characters on the side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be the scene where, where Obi-Wan Kenobi cuts off this guy's arm, but instead the lightsaber looks like a gun. It really does. It looks like he's shooting him in the... Well, looks like he's shooting him in the penis again. This guy's... This guy's <laughs> uh, uh, okay, you know, that looks really like it's his belly. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, right, if you fine. really want to call it, you well, know, actually, shooting at the penis, then you can. I mean, thank who you. am I to argue? I want to call you are the You are the expert on Star Wars. Um, okay, so let's see. This is... Bechtivo? Bestivo? Bechtivo. The escape. The escape. All right, so here they are going to be escaping. I'm going to go a little bit quicker through this. Nothing appears to be too interesting. Next chapter. Uh, Star Station. Star Station. Okay, that must. Everyone had a hard time with Death Star. Um, coming up with different names for it in mm-hmm. different languages. Uh, I think the official translation right now is um, The Star of Death. Right. Yeah, that's what it is in most languages. Yeah. So here it is, Star Station. Um, there's an interesting picture of the training on uh, the Millennium Falcon. Once again, we have uh, Samurai Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have uh, Han Solo looking like just a generic anime guy. And then Luke, very effeminate, and he has his lightsaber out, but it's not on. And the training droid like has weird insect legs. So this yeah. guy really likes having his onion fighting uh, insects. <laughs> um, kind of moving forward. Oh, THX 1138. Mm-hmm. That's the first numbers that I've seen in here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reference to his first movie that was in the film. I think, I think the reason why they, um, you know... Because Serbian is an inflected language, when they refer to characters that appear frequently, they have to figure out how they're actually going to handle the names with the declensions. That's and right. And I think that's why they change it from numbers. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Now you made an interesting language point. We are going to lose everybody on this, but that's okay if you're here this far. So as an example, uh, Mariana's brother's name is Dushan. And whenever they call him, they call him Dushané. Because if you call to somebody, you have to use a different like declension of that noun. They basically conjugate nouns is a weird way of thinking about it. So all of these characters, like my name is impossible in Serbian because it's just Sky. And it should be Sky Yay. Like when they call me, but then that'd be me thinking I'm Kanye, and I would just be too too arrogant. We, and we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that. Can you imagine that she married somebody who talks about Kanye as much as I do? <laughs> you really have to wonder your your judgment. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that must be why they don't do the numbers. So yeah, that way, our sure two can be Arte or RT. Or, mm-hmm. Right. So if you were calling Chewbacca, would you say Chewbacca? No, it would still be Chewbacca because it ends with an A. Okay. Like my name. Right. Yeah. All right. Damn it. Although it really sounds like a feminine name, Chewbacca in Does Serbian. It? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> if we ever have a daughter. It's <laughs> <laughs> only spelled in Cyrillic. What does that mean? Chewbacca. Oh. Um, baby Chewy. Um, <laughs> Uh, then there's Luke arriving to get Princess Leia. And this is, again, an interesting take. He's the, the Stormtrooper helmet that he should be wearing is actually just like a small helmet. It doesn't have the face at all. Mm. He's covered in smoke. Princess Leia is standing. She looks confused. It's a very heroic I, shot. I would say that she looks very sort of stern. Yeah, but it's, she? It, she does, but it doesn't look like it does in the film where she's just like, what are you doing, Flyboy? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And also, I sometimes, excuse me, in Star Wars, I sometimes think that you sound like Princess Leia um, when she says, I don't know, I got a bad feeling about this with the Minox. Uh, wait, when I say that? When you say, I don't know, sometimes it reminds me of Princess mm. Leia the way she says, I wait, don't know. Wait, are you trying to get me to say, I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you're it not going to do work? it. Well, no, I don't no. know. I, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed no, no, to no, sound you, like. No, I just said I don't know. If five I said times. something and you said like I don't know, it sounds like it. Oh, I don't know. No, that's okay. I don't I don't know what you're trying to <laughs> okay. get me to reproduce. That's the problem. I'm mainly just trying to get the audience to laugh at me being that big of a nerd. <laughs> um, what does that say? Something about the devoid, devo boys. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's the last duel. Ah, the last duel. Uh, we're getting up to another one of my favorite pictures by this Maladavlić, uh, and that's. Um, Darth Vader versus uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and this is in the Death Star but oh no where is his lightsaber pointing to it's just pointing to his cape you have a dirty mind <laughs> uh, the, the stormtroopers are very stylized looking very kind of weird in Russian um, and, Ger- I would say German yeah I guess maybe more German yeah um, and and Darth Vader has a pretty weird looking cape it looks I mean, like that actually, really looks like a German helmet yeah it does it looks yeah. like he's wearing shorts Looks like Darth Vader's wearing stripy shorts. Stripy, stripy shorts. He looks and, like a German tourist with and, his long socks. And and uh, like knee boots. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, no one wants to see Darth Vader's knees. No, they don't. People's knees. And so they're they're <laughs> fighting, and they're it's a very interesting dynamic composition. Uh, I believe that is the last. Oh no, there's only one more thing. What does that say? The attack on the station. The so attack on the station. The and that's right. the least interesting photo, which is just a picture of mm. the TIE fighters fighting the X-Wing. Uh, not, that, not that fascinating. So we've made, it, we've made our way through the Serbian-Yugoslavian edition of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, well, I think we've talked quite a bit about it. 
We have. We have. Okay. <laughs> so what I think I'd like to do now is before we get into the rest of the items and the fall of Yugoslavia, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to take a little time to talk to Zemo. And some of his stories will be similar to stories that you've told. Mm -hmm. um, but we are going to come back and talk to him. I mean, talk to you when we're done talking to him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I am driving in between Novi Sad, which means New Garden, and, and Beograd, which means White City, and I'm going to be conducting my first interview with uh, a, a real-life, well, sort of a, I mean, a Yugoslavian, because uh, what we're interested in is the presence of Star Wars, or the lack of presence of Star Wars, in the former Yugoslavia in between 1977 and, let's say, oh... 1992, when things really hit the fan in Yugoslavia. So I'm here with Branislav Nisic, who everybody just calls uh, Zemo, uh, not after the Marvel villain, but that's a whole different story. Uh, and, and so he actually has his own nerd podcast in Serbian. And I'm learning Serbian just so I can be on it someday. Um, so I, as far as I can tell, there is virtually no Star Wars presence in... So you were born in what, 82? Uh, 81. Okay, so you know, you're know you right about the Star Wars generation. How much presence did Star Wars have in your young life? So, um, actually, you're wrong, because there was a presence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, um, uh, I don't know if, uh, uh, I don't know how big of a deal this was in the U.S., but like, I mean, you know, I watched the movies. How, how did you watch them? Uh, not in the theaters. I think I watched them on video. Um, uh, like VHS, you know, uh, but that that's not like there were other things that were on TV at the time Well, maybe we watched it on TV as well. Okay, uh, so but uh, there were a couple of d different things that as a kid I remembered distinctly there were two cartoon shows like spin-offs from the Star Wars. Yes, droids and Ewoks Exactly droids and Ewoks <laughs> And uh, and those things I do remember. I mean, yeah, I, I was a kid. We watched that stuff, and that was like uh, so. Because you know, like in, in our country at a time, you had this slot. You know, it was like a weekend slot where you have this uh, like a bigger cartoon. So we have like a smaller cartoons like Hanna Barbera. You know, like uh, the Warner Brothers. You know, like Bugs Bunny and stuff, um, which were like you can watch those. Like there's like five five minute ones. You know, like you can watch those throughout the week. Right, um, and usually there was one like right right before the news, because there was like a, I think like eight thirty, right? Like eight thirty was the news, and then right before that you had like eight fifteen. You had like a segment where you watch one cartoon. There's like this one show for kids, like a puppet show and something, and then the news, and then kids go to sleep before the news. You know? Wait, so this, so this was <laughs> like, in the afternoon cartoon, like in the evening, evening cartoon. Cartoon before you go to sleep. So like that was that that was the regular ones, but on the weekends we had a treat. So that that's where you have the long long ones, you know, like the half half an hour to hour ones, and uh, and uh, this is this is the slot where Ewoks and dro first droids and then Ewoks were running, uh, and that was like I, I don't I don't remember if, if it was Saturday or Sunday, but I know that like one of the days of the weekend was like the treat day where uh, you get that big cartoon, you know, and uh, obviously these were like the you know the like a running TV shows kind of you know cartoons. Um, so like, you know, seasons and episodes kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, like you would, you know, 
wait, uh, you would be waiting excitingly, you know, for the weekend to come to watch the next episode, you know. So. Okay, so, because the amazing thing is, right, is that uh, my now wife, who I will also be interviewing for the show, uh, she also grew up in, in Serbia, and she used to walk by, I have an entire collection of Ewoks memorabilia right next to my bedroom door. Like, you cannot go into my bedroom without seeing the Ewoks collection and after about eight months of dating her she looks and just goes oh Ewoksy <laughs> she she hadn't actually noticed that I had it and the way that she sort of described it was she almost didn't know it was even Star Wars is that what were you uh, yeah I mean like the droids obviously you knew they were Star Wars because like they appear in the movies but I also did not like it was this connection came later so at a time while I was watching Ewoks I, I didn't really like there wasn't this like oh this is a Star Wars thing you know uh, at a time and I don't know why though because I mean like I'm, I'm not sure because uh, you know New Hope I distinctly remember watching that's the that's the one that I remember the most you know uh, but, but you don't really remember how you saw it no, not not really. Not in the theaters, for sure. I, I know that for sure. So, like, I either saw it on TV, because, like, most of the movies you would see on TV. Um, and uh, and at, at one point, like, you know, VHS clubs became a thing. So, like, we, were, we would rent out a movie to watch, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was one of the two. I'm pretty sure it was TV when I watched it first. When I watched it, I have no clue, you know. Right. And it was not, like, it was not this big of, like, it was not a big of a deal, you know. It was like just another movie you kind of watch, you know. Right. Um, so, so it, it, you know, it, it's because like when you watch it in the movies, obviously there's this whole like you're going to the movies to watch, uh, you know, to watch it like in a theater. It's like you know, it's a big thing. Uh, but like when you watch it on TV, it's like just kind of another movie that's like on right now. Right. So it would be an equivalent of like you know you you just like not making a hype and just like playing it on Netflix these days, you know, like for your kids, you know, like just another movie that dad plays on Netflix, you know. Right. So, uh, so like that's why I don't kind of like I, I don't remember that being a big thing, uh, but I know that like I the the third one was the one that I remember the least even to this day you know really so yeah yeah because like uh, the the first one I remember everything you know and like there were like comics uh, that that like comic books that were going around uh, that you could buy. And I'm pretty sure they were bootlegs. <laughs> I've been amazed at how few Serbian collectibles. So maybe we can move on to that. So you're saying there definitely were toys. I, Not... I do remember there were toys. I mean, um, you, 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 like, they were, I mean, I, I don't remember it being, like, a big thing. There were other franchises that, you know, like, were more, you know, more popular with the kids, you know? Right. Like, for example, like, Transformers and stuff like that, you know? So, like, a lot of kids had those, but, you know, I, uh, there, you could definitely get Star Wars stuff. Okay, know? so how... And to the best of your memory, because I understand that this is faded and, and I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like just, yeah, I mean, this is faded and in between is, you know, like full civil war and displacement and all that kind of stuff that most Star Wars fans don't, don't think about. Um, but as far as the Star Wars community knows, there were no Star Wars toys in Serbia or Yugoslavia in the 80s. Like, no actual toys. So that's what's interesting, is that there hasn't been that much research done because basically it's just Americans and Brits showing up to some random country and saying, where are the toys? So, so do you remember anything about the toys that you would have played Not, with? Nothing, nothing specifically. Uh, nothing specific. I'm pretty sure, uh, although, okay, so uh, this is... 
you know how like false memory can be yes like, I'm pretty sure in store like you know something's telling me that you could buy it in the stores you know right but I might have mixed that with like this recent kind of you know yep. like after the after the prequels came out like after like may, maybe that's what I'm mixing it with you know because because I, I I don't remember like and that's the weird thing I don't remember actually playing with Star Wars stuff right you know like I I uh, and I, I I would remember you know like because yeah like playing with droids for example or you know, like, uh, or, or Ewoks, we didn't play with that, you know. Right. So, so I, I don't remember that, but, you know, for some reason I'm thinking that you could buy them. I might be, like, I might be horribly mistaken there. So, right. like, you might be right. It, 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 it might be possible that we didn't really have, uh, didn't really have any kind of, you know, like, uh, Star Wars kind of toys, you know. But, all right. Thank you, Zamo. You got it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back now with Zamo, but somehow I didn't know this. We might have to take him off the podcast. It turns out that he uh, was in the movie Trekkies 2. Oh, but, but, however, I was there as a security guard at the door. So I was not a Trekkie. Okay, anyways. Yeah, yeah, just but we, in, we, we, we have a lot of crossover with Trekkie fans. We have no... We respect their alternative we lifestyle. Like those guys. No, no, yeah. we respect their alternative lifestyle. Everybody's different and wonderful in a different way. <laughs> except for Trekkies. Well, that, that was a fun time talking to Zemo. Um, in there, he immediately starts saying that there were definitely toys that were made and sold in Yugoslavia. And then he starts to doubt himself. After I hit stop, he talked to one of his big, 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 big friends, uh, who's like a huge Star Wars collector. And he said, yeah, no, they never released any toys. So we're, we're still not knowing. We're still thinking probably not on releasing and selling Star Wars toys in Yugoslavia. Okay, every once in a while we, we sort of insert things and, and add information or correct information. So what I've discovered, there's a pretty good website out there called StarWarsMoviePoster.com. And uh, I was just goofing around trying to like make sure we got every single possible thing we could get that pertains to uh, Serbian Star Wars collecting or Yugoslavian Star Wars collecting. And I just found a couple more interesting things. So um, there, there is a, another poster um, which has the same uh, Croatian writing, except instead of it having this Style C poster with Luke yell, uh, shooting, it's the Hildebrandt uh, famous image. Um, and I thought we could kind of look at that here. So I didn't want to give the impression that there's only one example out there. There's a couple. So there's the Style C. But then the really fun thing is that there's two different versions of the Style A and Style C uh, Yugoslavian Star Wars poster. And this website claims that this is the Slovenian version. And it just says something completely different. Mm -hmm. Vojna Zvezda. Yeah. So... Um Serbian and Croatian are um, basically dialects of the same language, and uh, I think linguists say that um, linguistically they are the same language, but sociolinguistically they're not. Slovenian is actually a different language. Okay. No. But the fest, the 1981 fest, is cool because that logo is actually on the Empire Strikes Back poster uh, for Yugoslavia, mm -hmm. and I'd never seen this poster before, and it's pretty awesome because it has all of the all of the complicated writing: Imperia, Uz, Vracha, 
Udratz. Oh, good job. That's exactly how yes. you say it. Yes. I mean, it sounds a little bit less Italian when Serbians say <laughs> yes. it, but other than that, it's perfect. Yeah. So that's just the, the typical Tom Young poster with uh, with Vader lifting up his hand and the TIE pilots uh, and the TIE bombers. But still, it has that, that Fest 81 poster, which is neat. Um, and then the there is a Return of the Jedi poster as well in both Serbo-Croatian and in, uh, in Slovenian. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever go to this website, by the way, they don't know how to like make it easy to click on their stuffs. So, okay. Um, mm. So that's just a... I think you might want to try clicking on the thing that says click to enlarge. Okay. Just what? underneath the poster. I, I press here? <laughs> press I press here. <laughs> I press here. I can't. It doesn't... I think that's just the resolution that they have. Okay. So this is a the, the one of the primary images that they use for Return of the Jedi, uh, the sort of the lightsaber right in the middle, uh, screaming across with the two different sides and Leia and uh, and Luke swinging, and there's nothing too much to say about this except that it calls it Radzivjezda three. Mm-hmm. So it actually or three, uh, it actually calls it Star Wars three, which yeah. I'm pretty sure was against the rules when the mm. Lucasfilm. But I guess they thought that would be less confusing than six. Brief note within a note in Iceland on those handbills that Steve was talking about, it also calls it Star Wars one, two, and three. So I don't know. Um, and you see it says Cinema Sarajevo underneath, so I don't know if this is a particular to, uh, to Bosnia. Um, and also has a Dolby sticker on there. Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, kind of interesting. And then there are these other things that I want to talk about. They're really, really weird. So there's mm-hmm. apparently a thing in Croatian schools. Okay, this is what it says on the website. This Empire Strikes Back poster was used in schools as a promotional advertisement where they played all three of the Star Wars trilogy films. Printed in Zagreb, the films have been converted from 35mm to 16mm, hence the Filmoteca 16 name. Poster contains a green and brownish illustration of Yoda and a summary of what happened in the first film for people who hadn't seen Star Wars. And this is a really bizarre image. It's just Yoda and it has the title there. But this came out in 1990, uh, 1990 um, or maybe 1991, but it appears to be very local just to Croatia. Hmm. And uh, I don't know what this thing is, but I feel like this is... I have is, no idea. I've never heard of it. Yeah, this is probably the rarest thing of all of these. And then the Return of the Jedi one, it's just worth mentioning because it's a singular image in all vintage Star Wars. I don't... It's... Okay, it's like a blue field with pink printing and it's the underside of the falcon over c-3po and han solo on jabba's skiff but it's kind of like cut off so you really can't read it as an image it is an absolute and and there's only two colors so really the sort of foreground and the background just blend together yeah but you can't you can't really parse out you know the falcon or anything I mean, unless you're Sky and you know all of these images very well. It just looks like a blur to me. (laughs) So I I would say that might might be the last possible thing we could consider Yugoslavian. So what I want to talk about now is because there's very few Star Wars things from Yugoslavia, and I want to get to basically all of them. 
Um, one thing that was really prevalent, and this existed in France as well, and I think in Italy, is these kind of compilations of comic strips. Um, and the first one, the second one is one of Mariana's favorite things in the whole universe, so I want to save that one for next. This one here uh, is called Strip Art. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get excited. Uh, it's, <laughs> that means comic strip art. And according to her brief research, this was probably made in Bosnia. Um, so it was definitely made in Bosnia. Definitely made in Bosnia. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you ever want to visit the Balkans, Sarajevo is one of the most interesting cities you will ever go to. Uh, if yeah. you're planning a trip to London, cancel it and go to Sarajevo instead. Uh, if you're planning a trip to anywhere in the world that's not Paris, cancel it and go to Sarajevo wow. instead. And Maybe even if you've been to Paris already, go to Sarajevo. It's a really interesting place. Um, and go to it before it gets... It's going to be overrun soon. It's too interesting to exist that way. Anyways, so this was made there. And it's, it's very... This is the problem with Yugoslavian Star Wars stuff. It's very sparse. The only Star Wars um, content is at the very end. And it's just... Basically, these are compilations of different comic strips from across the world. Some of it's Yugoslavian, some of it's American, some of it's French, etc. And it's just uh, some of the Archie Manning, uh, Goodwin, uh, Star Wars strips just translated into Serbian or translated into Serbo-Croatian. So there's not even really much point in talking about it to you because you've all read them or you know what they are and you've already seen the images. Uh, on it's, the it's interesting that the cover seems to really be uh, a drawing of the actors, right? Yes. And then the actual comic does not. Yeah, this, this image on the front is one that was seen a fair amount. Um, it's, it's, I actually don't know who did this. Boy, that's actually a good question. Who did this cover art? Because you've seen this image a fair amount of times. Um, but it's an image of Luke in his Bespin gear on Hoth, pointing right at the gun, and pointing his gun again right at the viewer. Uh, Han and Chewie on either side. Leia's there. Uh, C-3PO's like looking super dynamic. R2-D2 is short as he's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> and it has the Croatian title, Rat Zivijezda. I didn't even mention how crazy the Cyrillic thing is. Like how important it is that the, that book that we read was written in the other alphabet, the Cyrillic alphabet. When you get close to the Croatian border, like in Serbia, all of the signs are written in the Roman alphabet and the Cyrillic alphabet. As you get close to the Croatian border, Croatian nationalists cross the border and then cross out with spray paint the Cyrillic writing because that's how strong Sorry, they feel. That was feel in it. Bosnia. Oh, that, that was, was in Bosnia. not in Serbia. That was in Bosnia where, um, you know, Serbians in Bosnia insist more on the Cyrillic alphabet. And, and, right. uh, and, and then you'll sometimes see the opposite as well. People crossing out the Roman alphabet and just leaving the Cyrillic yeah. alphabet. So these little language things are quite serious. And we'll get to the sort of sad part of that soon. So that's strip art. It's not particularly interesting, but it is a nice looking image. I bought that for not too much money. I think I bought it from James Gallo, a uh, friend of the show. Anyways, and then we get to Mariana's favorite thing in the whole universe. This is from 1981. It's a... It's a so it's, I would not have read this one because right. this is three years before I was born. Yes, this was 13 years before she was born. Um, <laughs> three. <laughs> 30, 33 years before she was born. Um, and it's, it's another one of these magazines, but I'm not going to describe this magazine. I used to call this magazine Plotnik Zalopnik. Um, just because I forgot what it is, but now I am going to read the Cyrillic, and she is going to be even more in love with me. Here we go. Oh, that's impossible. Politikni. Politikin. Politikin Zabavnik. Yes. 
Okay, so what is Politikin Zabavnik? Like, what is it to me? No, or what okay, is... so, so this magazine, just so you know, is a it's a Empire Strikes Back image, Luke on the Tauntaun, uh, Darth Vader's there. It has written in Cyrillic across the top. What does that say? Empire Strikes Back. It says Empire Strikes Back in Serbo-Croatian. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's... I mean, literally it would be um, Empire Returns the Blow. But there's really no other way to translate strikes back. So Right. So the strip art was entirely in the Roman alphabet. This magazine, uh, which is entirely in Cyrillic. And so what is the general importance of this magazine to you? Um, so, you know, when I was growing up in Yugoslavia, there was a real scarcity of um, content aimed at children. So uh, Politica is a major news publication. It was like a daily newspaper in Serbia, and it's, I, I believe, the oldest one. Um, I think it might be pre-World War One, if I'm not mistaken, and it just means politics, Politica. Okay. And then they basically had this uh, sort of weekly edition that's called Politikin Zabavnik, which means politics, like, enter- like entertainment or something like that. And, and this is really, it's sort of aimed at children, um, I don't know when they started including the slogan, but um, it's not on this issue. Okay. I was sort of expecting it. Now there's to a picture of of, uh, of uh, Donald Duck also right next to the right next to the name, so it's, that's pretty clearly for children. Yes, it is. It um, what it used to say when I was reading it uh, was from anyone for anyone from seven to seventy seven, and then they changed it, and now it's uh, for anyone. Uh, you know, between seven and 107 oh, okay. like years of age. Well, hey, that's so good. It's... Life expectancy is going up. Yeah. Although, oh. not based on the amount of cigarettes in there. <laughs> if you ever go to the Balkans, just you want to bring one of those gas masks from that from the yeah. Minoc nest because oh, yeah. everybody smokes. Yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. It's terrible. Okay. So, continue to tell us about Plotnik Slopnik. Um, and so, it was really... Um, so, it, it came out on Friday and I would just be sort of waiting very eagerly for my mom to come back from work and bring me my, you know, um, Zabonik. And I would just kind of sit down and like read every single letter that was in it, you know, until I was done reading it. Like I would not let it go. Like this was supposed to last me a week, but I would just read the whole thing in a few hours. Uh, and I would just read everything in order. I don't know why, but that's just how I decided to do it. <laughs> so because... you wouldn't look for your favorite parts? No, no. I would just sit down and then I would know when different, when the different sort of, you know, how the, the different sections are arranged. And I would kind of be looking forward to it. Um, and I would just read the whole thing. Yeah. And this is, I mean, a lot of our show tries to stay away from nostalgia because it's too easy. <laughs> but I think this is a pretty good case of where it's necessary because you had so little. So if, yeah. if you were, you know, 30 years older or something when this came out, mm-hmm. um, I imagine there must have been kids just like you who mm-hmm. were starving for entertainment and mm-hmm. got this and knew very little and were able to see this and just go through it. And it's it it's not strip art is just comic strips. This has a lot of information. Like the first page is all about like some World War Two battle with U boats. Yeah. And there's like this whole thing about U boats with the nice color image. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a, a, a spy story. Uh, then there's Donald Duck which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some weird uh, thing about... Like Guinness Book of Records stuff. Guinness Book of World Records. A whole thing about how to write in kanji <laughs> in Japanese, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny, being explained how to write in Japanese in Cyrillic, mm-hmm. uh, as if it wasn't hard enough. And then 
Right in the middle, we have a behind-the-scenes feature on the making of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. And this has a lot of great elements to it, which we are going to go yeah, through. I remember them struggling to um, say special effects in Serbian, so there's going to be a lot of variations of that. <laughs> and that's not just me struggling with translating it back into English. It's just they don't know, they don't know how to say special effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's, I mean, there's one image of Lucas in front of the Bantha. The rest is from Empire Strikes Back. You got the image of Luke talking. Oh yeah, there's also uh, one of him looking at a miniature, mm -hmm. um, and it's in color. Not all of it's yeah. in color, but this is. So so tell me some. What what we'll do is this. You'll kind of read through it, and then mm. I'll edit out the silence, and you tell the interesting things that you yeah. see as you read through I, this. I already see some stuff. I think it might be worth uh, just translating the captions for the different images. Okay. So uh, the one where you have Lucas sort of like framing something with his fingers. Yes. Um, it says, about 80% of scenes in Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back were created uh, with the help of tricks. And this is this is the <laughs> special effects that I'm referring to, yeah. Um, so George, uh, George Lucas explains to his um, uh, collaborators um, how one of almost a thousand tricks uh, was implemented. Um, how many tricks will there be um, in the seven parts of the series that are um, just that are about to be made? Wow! There you go. So going so back to the old of, this epi is sort of focusing on the the effects. Right, the whole like nine episodes thing. It's even in Serbia, mm -hmm. um, and this is you know very Serbian. It's Yugoslavian, but it seems to be very Serbian because it's all written in uh, squiggly. Yeah, it's all written in Cyrillic. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the text actually opens saying, um, when, uh, when uh, Kubrick's Odyssey premiered, one of its uh, main virtues, uh, or one of the main virtues that were emphasized was that it contained 30 new, 34 new movie tricks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tricks, movie tricks, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it says, apparently, um, Arthur Clarke said very confidently that any movie that uh, tries to be better than Odyssey would have to be made, um, sort of made live. Um, I'm trying to figure out how, I think that's what he meant. Um, it's a little bit difficult to translate. But I think, I think that he was implying that it was going to be difficult to get something to be as convincing as Odyssey. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the, the actual title, and I, the reason why I read that, because the actual title of the article, the whole article, is Clark was wrong. <laughs> really? Yes. So the, yeah. so the entire article is just dissing Arthur C. Clarke. It is, really, it is really about the special effects. That's, the, that's what okay. the article is about. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I guess we don't need to read all of it. You can just tell us what they call Chewbacca. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. Besides oh, wait, you. where, so, uh, <laughs> I heard that. Actually, my kids do. Um, it says, and Steve. Um, and the dogs. And the dogs. Okay. I put Steve above the dogs. There's, <laughs> there's kids and you, Steve, and the dogs. Those are my favorite things in the world. And then this. <laughs> and then this. I, this might go ahead of the dogs. Um, so it says, uh, there's a, the caption underneath uh, the, the Leia and Chewbacca uh, still i guess is the inside of the spaceship thousand year falcon <laughs> uh, 
at the controls uh, are the main um, the main character Princess Leia, um, and they and here they actually um, sort of transliterated her name, you know, Leia, uh, and the positive monster Chewbacca, <laughs> one one of many aliens from the series about um, Star Wars. Wow. So yeah, he's the, he's the positive monster. Positive monster Chewbacca. The onion and the positive monster. Well, I think they they struggled with how to translate him and the world the word monster, you know, has negative connotations in Serbian, so right. as in many other languages, so I think that's why they needed that little twist there to explain that he was not a villain in the the movie. Right. Um uh it says uh that uh, so there's a, there's a still with Yoda and Luke, and it says um, Yoda has already been declared to be the most the like the cutest alien ever produced. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, if if we keep going through this this magazine, um, we then see something about a, a chess star, mm-hmm. and there's a cute story about you getting inspired from this magazine. Would you mind telling that story? Oh yeah. So there's a. There's a section, and I don't know if it was in this one, because I didn't really look through this one that much, but there used to be uh, a section that um, sort of talked about the latest scientific discoveries, and it would often start with, you know, with something like, a scientist from this and this American university discovered that, and then, you know, the story would follow, and I was sort of fantasize about you know myself wearing a lab coat and you know like working in a lab and I and I thought that this was as silly as you know like little boys wanting to be firefighters when they grow up so I, I sort of didn't really tell anyone right. that I wanted to be a scientist because I it was just so fantastical I didn't know anyone who was a scientist and it seemed equally unrealistic um to to those you know like dreams of being a firefighter or like um, a ballerina or whatever little kids want to be when they're right. really young and you know. and now you're a neuroscientist I am so there you go <laughs> it all started with Plotnik Zlopnik uh, what's up why are you pointing at the computer because uh, it it seems kind of laggy so I don't know if we should be worried about that oh uh, it does doesn't it okay this time we're all set um, so. After that little inspiring story of how you can become a scientist, um, we go and there's another like color page there, and then there's another sort of transcription of the Marvel uh, interpretation of Empire Strikes Back, and it just goes up through the first couple pages, and it's all written in Cyrillic. Do you want to hear the subtitle of this? Sure. <laughs> so it says um, Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. And then, and then it says, um, okay, Sorry, let's go I'm, back to it just I'm to make going sure. going back. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think if you're following going. along at home, it's on uh, page 21. Yes. Uh, so it says, Empire Strikes Back, the teeth of the icy empire. Ooh, mm-hmm. teeth of the icy empire. Mm-hmm. So it actually goes through a lot of the movie. I mean, we get to um, the um, Darth Vader, like, saying, you know, we should attack Hoth. Okay, so then here's where things are going to take a turn. So after the death of, of Tito, um, things start falling apart. The people who try to fill the power void are not quite as strong. Individual differences start breaking apart. Uh, this is going to ultimately lead to a civil war that will really start in earnest around, what, 92? Yeah, um, 91. 91, 92. But the last gasp 
of happiness before this time doesn't come from Return of the Jedi. Mm. It comes, and this Zemo mentioned this a little bit before, mm -hmm. it comes with Evoxi. Mm -hmm. So Evoxi is the, is the Serbian, or the Croatian word, I guess, mm -hmm. for the Ewoks. Mm -hmm. um, so did you like, so how did you watch the Ewoks? Um, I, like I watched it on TV. Okay. And then um, I guess it became unavailable on Serbian TV, or rather it was available on Yugoslavian TV. Right. But then as the war started, uh, we basically just had like TV Belgrade. Okay. So, so there were a lot of uh, sanctions against Serbia mm -hmm. and against different parts of, of former Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. So you were telling me that like they would show movies, right? Mm -hmm. And TV shows. So, so basically, uh, the the name Yugoslavia was inherited um, even after the fall of you know the big the Tito's Yugoslavia was inherited by what was then just Serbia and Montenegro. And those two states together went under the name of Yugoslavia. So, um, and I'm, now I forgot why I went on that tangent. But basically, uh, you know, Yugoslavia at that time, which was just Serbia and Montenegro, was under an international trade embargo. Um, so, since that was going on anyway, the TV stations didn't really care about like paying for like distribution rights or, or any sort of rights. So we would often watch stuff on TV that was just completely illegally acquired. <laughs> right. They would just show they just show like Terminator like three times a week. Right? Yes. Just like yes. whatever. So Star Wars, Terminator. Yeah, that was a lot of Terminator actually. That's a pretty good guess. <laughs> well, you told me that before. Yes. Yeah, I've asked you a lot of questions. We've had a lot of conversations about the Terminator. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I, I, if it were Star Wars, then you would be a Star Wars nerd, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, or more of a Star Wars nerd than you've become. Um, but, but Ewoks is where... I'm, it's kind of like a lot of Europe, actually. There's a lot of collectibles associated with Ewoks. Um, there's the comics, the comic books, which I have most of. Mm -hmm. And those are just straight translations in, um, in I guess, Croatian. Mm -hmm of the Serbo-Croatian, uh, there was the TV show, which you can find um, on YouTube. Yes. Right? You yep. can find it. And this sort of weird, fascinating story that she tells me is that um, because it was Croatian, it still exists. If it were in Serbian, then the Serbian TV station was one of the main targets in the bombings in 1999, which we'll get into later. And... Basically, the entire television history of Serbia was completely destroyed. Yes, the Just, entire archive was destroyed. The entire archive. So, yeah. Steve, you know, you're an archivist. I haven't told you the story yet. I mean, I guess it's just TV, so who cares? Uh, but was it also a film archive or just television? I think it was just the television archive okay. because the film archive, I believe, was in a different place, which was the sort of national movie studio because, okay. you know, that was also a, a state project. Right. But, but that was in a different place. Right. So the entirety of the whole thing was blown up uh, by, by American planes, but we don't need to get into that. Well, I'm not sure if they were American planes. It was NATO. It was NATO, right? So, yeah. fair, fair guess. <laughs> but it, it was it was NATO uh, controversial operation. Although we're not going to get into mm -hmm. that now. Um, so, fortunately, it was in Croatian, so you can still find uh, Ewoks in that the way mm -hmm. that you saw it. Mm -hmm. And what? How did this build a love of Star Wars for you? Well, it didn't really. <laughs> uh, I. 
as a kid, I never really, I never knew that Ewoks were not just like a standalone thing. Right. So I just watched the cartoon and then I watched, uh, you know, once it became unavailable on TV, on the one TV station that we had, well, to be fair, two TV stations that we had, uh, I had some old VHS, VHS tapes with the cartoon. So then I would watch that. So they were like taped off TV. Yeah, they were taped off TV. You still have those tapes? Um, maybe. They probably were taped over. Yeah, knowing my parents, they probably were taped over. Okay. So, <laughs> but, I mean, it's possible that they're, like, I don't, you know, we don't have a VHS player, so it's also possible that my parents would have thrown those away. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I could I could try to ask them to save all tapes that they have for yes. when we next Yes, save visit. all everything that has to do with, yeah. And so you didn't watch Droids because you didn't nope. care about, did you, had you ever seen it? or did, No, I, I don't it? remember ever seeing it. Yeah. And I didn't think that they even aired, but then Zamo said that he, he had watched Droids. Yeah, and, so. and there are, um, I believe, Droids comics. There's definitely like sticker albums that are available. Yeah. So they're called Droidy. Um, so there's sticker albums for Ewoks and droids, and I'm going to try to get some of those too uh, in, the, in the near future. Um, but it's kind of funny because Mariana was born in 1984, right? Um, and so, like, you'd think that being born in 1984 would mean that she would have no interest in anything Star Wars. But because of the kind of lag that existed between America and Yugoslavia... Instead of watching what other what kids born in 1984 would be watching in America, you know, I don't know, Ninja Turtles or whatever it was. Which, oh, I watched Ninja Turtles. You watched that too, but you also had these old American things mm -hmm. like He-Man. She's actually yeah. secretly a much bigger He-Man fan. Than oh Star yeah, Wars I was. Fan. I was just that was my main thing when I was a kid. Yeah. Like when I was seven, that was like. The, the like my my biggest interest in in like TV was yeah. He-Man. Yeah. yeah, I've been slowly trying to get her some He-Man. I got a couple of He-Man things from Yugoslavia, um, which makes sense why you'd marry me, you know. Yeah. I got, I'm, How so? Well, I'm like I'm like yeah, I look like Orko. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> See, you didn't expect the joke to go that way. No. You probably don't even know who Orko is. No. I don't know his name in Serbian. He's the okay. little weird guy who flies around, has an oh, O on okay, his chest. Okay. What's his name in Serbian? I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay. Um, so so that was the sort of last gasp of joy and and frills in the former Yugoslavia. Sky here. Um, so I just wanted to include the last couple items I could find from former Yugoslavia to try and be as complete as possible. Um, there's another comic strip uh, collection magazine that came out in 1978 called Dennis, D-E-N-I-S. Uh, I believe it was after like Dennis the Menace, which was very popular in Yugoslavia. Uh, and this actually came from 1978, so it's one of the earlier things we've seen here. Uh, it appears to be published by Politikin Zabaravnik. Uh, and it has a great cover of, of Luke shooting out uh, some aliens in a bar. Um, and it's just, you know, again, Marvel stuff on the inside. Um, but it's tough, like, collecting all of these different comic books just because there are so many different ones of this style. Also, uh, uh, courtesy of a pretty cool website I just discovered <laughs> called StarWarsComicCollector.blogspot.com. Um, they have the entire run of another one of these comic book collections, and it's called Malas Tripoteca. And this is from 1990. Um, the Civil War happened, and again, this is basically right at the end of the good times for Yugoslavia. And uh, it collects 
the first seven issues of Droids, all with interesting kind of covers. Um, and obviously all written in Croatian and the Roman alphabet. So, uh, and that's basically going to do it for our Star Wars content in this episode 100. I believe we got through all of Iceland and most of Yugoslavia in terms of vintage collectibles. Uh, what remains are just a conversation with me and Mariana in which we describe the sort of sad history, the civil war, ethnic cleansing, exile, etc. Um, and all the events that happened from her who actually lived through those times. So in my opinion, this is the most important and interesting part of this podcast. But if you're only here because you like vintage Star Wars and you don't care about history, uh, however recent it is, then I totally understand. You may want to cut out now and I'll see you next week with Lando Skiff. I mean, next month. I don't know. Eventually. We'll get to Lando Skiff. <laughs> Um, the Civil War happens, Croatia breaks free, um, you know... It, Slovenia first. Slovenia breaks free and then without, Croatia... Basically without war and then Croatia right. tries to break free and the war starts. And, you know, we went to Dubrovnik where they, where they filmed King's Landing and much more importantly where they filmed the scenes uh, from uh, Canto Bight in Last Jedi. And it's kind of a weird thing because, you know, that place was bombed uh, by Serbian forces. Basically... Montenegrin forces, sorry. Um, like basically, it was like the one time when it wasn't the Serbian forces. Yeah. So I have to <laughs> you have to claim your small victories. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can hear, but but would you stop making noise? I know. We took you out for a walk. We'll take you out for your ten dumps. For some reason, <laughs> Bo takes like ten dumps every walk we go on. I think he thinks it's a challenge or something. Okay. Um, yes, Bo, we're talking about about Serbia, uh, and and so you know, it's a really sad time. Um, of Super duper horrible time, but what I wanted to do was just tell, have you tell this one story. I usually cry when you tell me this story, so I might tell it again, but I think it's useful as a toy collector, right? So I spend my life collecting toys, things that I played with when I was a kid, and things working out like really well for me, right? Like being super fortunate, you know? I mean, just obviously Americans are fortunate in many ways, but there's times that remind you of it. So I've always felt a little bit scared that like you had these experiences which would make you think I was just being really frivolous spending thousands of dollars on toys and I sort of asked you like hey how come you know like like what toys did you play with and do you still have any of your toys from old Yugoslavia do you want to tell us or not um I think I know what story you're you're asking me to talk about. Okay, but there, there's, well, well, that's not the only reason why I don't have any toys. Okay, well let's let, let's set, let's set this up. Okay. okay, so so we were talking at the very beginning of this. I think Bo has an ear infection. Yeah, I think he does. Again. You, you can hear him like flipping his ear. This dog, the two things he likes doing is pooping and getting ear infections. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like you hear him go. Burr, burr, burr. All right, we'll get the. Okay, now he's wagging his tail. Bo out <laughs> out. Out. He's, he's he's under the table and he's out. wagging his tail and just hitting all the chairs. Okay, but out, out. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So part of the war that made it so difficult is that all of these people lived all over Yugoslavia. So there were Croats and Bosniaks living in Serbia, and there were Serbians living in Croatia. And like her friend, who we were talking about, she was Serbian. Like she was as much Serbian as you consider yourself to be American or British, right? Like you asked her what she was, she was Serbian. She was born in Croatia, she grew up in Croatia, her address was Croatian, 
every single thing about her to an American would make her Croatian. Well, so the funny, the funny story is uh, she remembers the first time when she realized she was Serbian because she didn't really know right. when she was a kid. No one really talked about it that much. Uh, so, like, when she was, she was sort of just... I think she was in middle school and some kids in school told her that she was Serbian and she came back home crying to her parents and she's like, they called me Serbian. Right. And she was expecting her mom to console her and be like, there, there, it's okay, you're not Serbian. And then her mom said, yeah, that's because we're Serbian. And she was like, what? How, like, what is going on here? Because that was not a thing that was really talked about. It, It just kind of like switched on overnight. Right. Um, and, and as the Civil War was happening. Yeah. And what was happening is there were political leaders who were trying to gain power. And what they did was they used this tool called nationalism. Um, and they would, Milosevic in, in Serbia and a guy called Turdman in Croatia, um, <laughs> Milosevic is considerably worse record, um, would just say, you know, we are Serbs and we have a particular culture and we are superior to the other cultures and we have to fight to save our people. And it's not that we hate other people. It's that our people are the best. And, and in danger. There right. was this like constant talk of imminent threat by Speaking everyone. Threat. Bro, else. out. Get out. You were clicking and clacking and shaking your head. We're trying to talk about the goddamn Civil War. <laughs> there you go. Back on the couch. Jeez. He, that dog makes so much noise for being such a small dog. Yes. Okay, right. So, so the concept was that they were in danger and they needed to be saved because there were Serbs in Kosovo, there were Serbs in Croatia, there were Serbs in Albania. And what Milosevic did in particular was he would say, he would take in isolated incidents and say, look at the Serbs being killed and tortured and bothered by these other people because they're a small minority. Let's all get together and make sure that we save Serbia and we save these Serbians. And and also, uh, I mean, the, the goal there was really the Great Serbia or the Greater Serbia, which right. would have included all uh, territories that had Serbian majority population would then become part of Serbia. That was the that was the idea. It was really conquest, right? Right. It was, it was really conquest. And it was also, by the way, if you do your history, one of the main causes of the First World War and yeah. all, all the happiness they would lead, that was led by people who believed in this concept of greater Serbia and individuality yeah. and, and this nationalism. So just as a reminder, if anyone ever tells you that nationalism is good, you should visit Serbia yeah. and visit Sarajevo and see the, the world, the, the Children's War Museum, and you can see where children were murdered in the streets uh, in the name of nationalism. Because that's how good nationalism is. Patriotism, fine. Nationalism, not. Poor Bo, we need to give him this. Should we like pause it? No, no, he's going over to the window. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so your friend, as an example, was living in Croatia and she got kicked out. And she, she ended up getting exiled and going to Miami. But what happened to a lot of people is they would be exiled and they'd be taken back into Serbia, right? Yeah. So, so you have to imagine, much of this war is being done to save these poor Serbs who have been stuck in these, these barbarians of Croatians. You know, these people yeah. who we've lived with for 50 years and who we've made, watched Star Wars with and lived together and made awesome, awesome music and culture and cars and everything. These subhuman pieces of trash have been treating our people poorly. Yeah. So Mariana lives in a, a town that I call the... Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's sort of like, it's like 
the West Virginia of Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> but sort of like the low rent West Virginia of Serbia. Yeah. And I like West Virginia and I like the town where, where she's from. But it's a mining town in the very eastern oh, that part. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> a, a mining town in the very east of Serbia. Not exactly the Riviera, okay? This is right near the Bulgarian coast. Very dark, very border. sad on the border. Right. Not, no coast. No coast. Serbia's <laughs> landlocked. Um, and, and so these people would be exiled from other parts of former Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. And some of them came to Bor, right? Yeah, so basically in 95, there was this big military action in Croatia uh, that expelled around 200,000 Serbians from Croatia because they were used as an excuse by Milosevic to keep waging this, this war. So uh, the logic was if these Serbians are gone from Croatia, then Milosevic has no... Um, you know, just he, he has no reason to do it anymore because that was the reason and that was how he was uh, able to get popular support in Serbia for the war. But if these people are gone, then no one in Serbia would really want to wage this war anymore. Um, and so they were expelled and a lot of them, um, they tried to send to Kosovo to boost Serbian population numbers, uh, you know, in order to prevent what inevitably was going to happen and has happened. Uh, some years later, which is Kosovo becoming independent. Um, but uh, a lot of them ended up in the in these sort of barracks or some some kind of temporary accommodations all across Serbia. And uh, some number of those ended up in Bor. Right. So these people who the war was fought for, who should be treated like returning heroes and conquerors, according to this whole system. The war was fought for them. Mm -hmm. They were treated like garbage. They were given yep. no special privileges. They weren't given, they weren't given land. Uh, they were treated terribly in the schools, right? Oh, yeah. I, I remember, um, you know, like it was... So, so these were Serbian kids... Who basically, you know, from from my experience, like they came they came to Serbia with, you know, the the little clothes that they were wearing and maybe a little bit extra, but they just had to leave all of their belongings back in Croatia. So they were all extremely poor. Um, they were uh, typically living in barracks with no running water, no heat, no anything. So you know, I was uh, like, you know, they were. You know, from the Americans' perspective, American perspective, they were just you know like other white Europeans. But um, it was not easy for them to pass, you know, because they spoke a slightly different dialect, uh, and they just you know were really poor, uh, and they were just completely ostracized. You know, teachers in schools would ignore them, like wouldn't check their homework. It was just it was terrible, and it was so confusing for me as a kid. So I I would have been eleven. Right. Uh, when this was happening, and I just could not understand why anyone would do that. You know, why why anyone would treat them so poorly. Right. Yeah. And so you had a family friend. Yeah. So my mom had a coworker. My mom taught at a high school, and uh, one of the other teachers at the high school volunteered with the Red Cross, and so they did sort of, you know, like donation drives but you know this was at a time when everyone in serbia was already just completely depleted financially and very poor um and so they did these um you know drives uh and i remember her saying you know asking my mom if we had anything that we could spare to to just donate to the red cross so that we get distributed to the refugees and uh my mom asked us to like pack up some toys that we didn't want anymore and I just went and just packed every single toy that I had because <laughs> I thought that somehow this was going to make it better for them 
Um, it and, probably did. Yeah, and well, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if it really made a difference, but in my sort of, you know, childish mind, I thought that this was gonna somehow make up, make up for it. So what? You uh, probably had like a He-Man toy, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. I like I had Ninja Turtles. I remember having Ninja Turtles. Okay. I'm not sure if I actually had He-Man toys. Okay, well I can tell you, as a toy collector, yeah. I can guarantee you there was some kid your age who was exiled from his home, who had absolutely nothing, who was just a happy kid watching cartoons like you were, who arrived in, in eastern Serbia. And he liked that. So Yeah. That well. like that's a gift that as a toy collector I can tell you that kid has that Ninja Turtle toy now and he says I just got it and it was the only thing that I had and I don't know where it came from but that was like one nice thing that happened so anyways <laughs> so that's the nature of war and we cry all the time in our family so I'm actually giving it together pretty well because the first time yeah. she told me this story like I wanted to just like sell the museum and send all the money to Syria I'm like I gotta help the children <laughs> no, but she doesn't judge me for my silly have no, it because because you know it's uh just because she was suffering doesn't mean that uh that we all have to suffer yeah it's not a zero-sum game no it's not and anyways time time goes on in the late 90s um after there were many horrible ethnic cleansings uh there was a period of peace and then america decided to intervene with nato so it's a little bit questionable um, as Mariana says, they should have intervened more, but they should have intervened at earlier, yeah. right? So it's not that they, not that we were wrong to intervene. It was that our timing was odd. Um, it seemed like it was more to make NATO seem strong than it was to make sure that people didn't get killed. Um, so that was '99. So you know, while we were sitting there complaining about the uh, special editions of Star Wars, uh, you know, they were packing up their stuff and hoping not to get bombed. So there you go. There's Star Wars from a future, far in, from a far away distant future. Um, and as far as new star Serbian stuff, you know, I got all those uh, bootlegs in, in Sarajevo, and that's really sweet. I'm going to be like dealing those and selling them and giving them away. Maybe I'll send some to some Syrian kids who are needing help. But there you go. Any more comments on Star Wars in Yugoslavia? No, I, th I think that's about it. Yeah, all right. Great. Well, then, in that case, I will say goodbye to you the way I say goodbye to all of my uh, guests uh, with a big kiss on the mouth. Ew. Okay. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick follow-up. Mariana just gave Bo his ear treatment. She, like, cleaned out his ears and gave him ointment, and he's doing much better. And also, oh, um, so I've talked a lot about how one of my favorite items that I have is a, uh, an Ewoks calendar. It was my childhood Ewoks calendar from 1984 and it had all the little stickers on it. And uh, it's, yeah, it's from the year she was born. So like every December, like you get to see the actual calendar that I looked at that one time when I went to the Boston Garden to see the Bruins play the Oilers. Gretzky was sick, so he didn't play. But anyways, like, like that must have been right around the time when she was born. So that's kind of cool. Okay, you feeling better, Bobo? Oh man, he's rubbing himself on the couch. He's happy. Let's go let him grab a couple poops, huh?
Okay, Steve, so I I don't know how I edited that all together, all that Serbian <laughs> stuff. You'll hear I did one of the interviews like in a car. I was driving. Um, I, yeah, I did the other one here, and then I had to go in with the whole extra stuff about the posters. Um, but uh, the, now I can tell you, Steve, uh, Luke means onion. So, <laughs> so theoretically, uh, awesome. I could call this episode flame onion flame onion skywalker you know <laughs> yeah but, or maybe i'll oh, call it the, the all too comprehensive guide to iceland and yugoslavia and star wars collectibles <laughs> i'll probably call it that yeah that's that's even if you're not it's a good subtitle <laughs> yes it is yeah awesome well that's 100 episodes in the bank steve yeah that's uh wow that's that's pretty nuts <laughs> it is yeah I, I feel like we should save all of our like navel gazing for our tenth anniversary in February. Yeah, yeah, that that always seems like that that's better suited for for that time of year, right? Yep, because <laughs> we could be doing like, I mean, who knows how many episodes we've actually done? Because we had all the blog blog pods. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, it's it's a, yeah, it's it entirely could be possible a... that we like missed <laughs> ten, you know. The history of the podcast is like the the history of Yugoslavia. <laughs> yeah, just... a lot of a lot of lacunae in there. Um, cool. Uh, so then, what's episode one hundred and one, Steve? So that if all goes to plan, it should be Lando Skiff, kind of getting back to the Jedi figures. Um, I figured maybe we could talk to uh, to David Gall. He's a he's a big he used to be at least a big Lando yeah, Skiff collector. He's a good good storyteller too. And we'll see. Hopefully, we can get some other people too. But yeah, um, yeah, that'd, that'd be yeah. Fun. In that case, Steve, I think there's only one thing left for us to do. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's our fantasy baseball. Do you know what doesn't do wonders for your fantasy baseball, Steve? Yeah, tra- traveling uh, out of the country. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how little you think about baseball when you are outside of the United States of America. Yeah. It is yeah. impossible. Like, I understand why people outside of America don't like the sport. Like, it's, I just cannot possibly think about it. So, my team took a nosedive. I'm all the way down in second place. Oh, um, poor you. Yeah, poor me. But, Steve, you're doing well. You're in fifth. You're hanging wow. In yeah, that's yeah, hanging in there. I, I don't know. I had, like, one of my players died. So, oh, God. Like, I sort of just wanted to stop playing fantasy baseball, you know, because of Tyler Skaggs. I didn't even actually follow I didn't... Yeah, I didn't realize that he was on your team. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he, he was doing well, whatever. I mean, but there's yeah. something about that was just really weird. Like, I hated having to drop a player because he died. Like, that just felt yeah, like that's, callous that's, and weird, you know? Like, that, that's, yeah, I can see how that could, that could mess with you a bit. Yeah. But, well, this took a turn, Steve. But, it's okay. It's not the only time <laughs> this episode's taken a turn. Happy, happy Iceland and sad, sad Serbia. Uh, <laughs> Well, hey, I'm glad, glad. It seems like you guys had a great trip. I'm glad that that all went well. It's great seeing you. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was really great. And it was, uh, I think our plan really worked out to marry marry each other. <laughs> seems seems so. So, yeah. all right. All right, well. cool. And then, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you in, uh, what is it, August? Yeah, August. Hey, we should get on that recording soon. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like next week or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get ahead of it. All right. All right. Uh, wampa Wampa. Adios. <laughs>